Welcome to the Adrian Hostler podcast, the first episode and relatively the best underground podcast in the world. Uh, my guest for today is Drexis. Drexis, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? This guy, I'm happy to be on the, uh, on the podcast. Yeah, you're the first guest. That, that's an honor. Yeah, it's a privilege, dude. Thank you for letting me be the first one to be here. That means a lot. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so since we've got not a lot of time, I'm just going to ask you, uh, what first got you into music? So when I was younger, I mean, music's always been a part of my life, but um, I'd always be in like trips with my parents. We'd always be going places and we'd always play music in the car. And uh, a lot of that was like, there was a lot of different types of music from like 80s, 90s, uh, and things like rap music was being played, um, particularly a lot of Eminem and Dr. Dre. And uh, both of those people are very important people to me in inspiration wise. Um, fun fact, I'm actually born on the same day as Dre, uh, 18th of February, uh, which is quite convenient. I didn't know that until about 10, but that's irrelevant. The point being is like that was like the start of what inspired me to make music. And then through the years in like my junior school, uh, I did choir for three out of those four years. Uh, so that was where I really picked up singing as well. And um, yeah just overall over the years that all just built up and kind of merged together and it is what i am now um and as for becoming an artist um i first became an artist about three to four years ago um i was with my mates and we'd listened to loads of diss tracks that were recently being published things like bg media and the sidemen disses um if you're from the uk you'll know that really well uh yeah so we all did diss tracks and um that's what first got me into being an artist and uh just recording on garage band and getting my, my grandma's ipad and putting it like next to my ipad to record and then recording vocals with the lyrics on my phone it was a complicated process but yeah that's where it all started really no yeah so basically a normal uk start into the music scene yeah pretty I've much story, a lot of grime influence yeah. A lot of grime influence. Grime was kicking off when I was like first becoming an artist. And actually, uh, as of recent, the last few weeks, I'm starting to like go back into that and kind of just like listen back to it again for nostalgia purposes and to take some new inspiration because, you know, it was a part of my like upbringing as an artist and therefore it's played a major part in who I am today as an artist. And yeah it's it's a lot of fun if people haven't listened to uk grime i really recommend it it's uh it's different it's very different to a lot of things so yeah so you said you got inspired by eminem and dre yep, right that's correct yeah eminem was so a huge... the first songs you heard What's the that, first sorry? songs you heard by them well how do they the first songs that you heard by them how do they compare to like today's music so um from definitely definitely like old school beats like you know simple like dun 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 like simple things like really old school and just you know simple but it was humorous and like back then like sorry not humorous that's the wrong word humoring and um it was very humoring and i just found like a lot of their lines just so like quick and and like punchlines punchlines were definitely a lot more of a prevalent thing back then than perhaps they are today i feel like with the modern music i feel like that's where we're starting to slip up a bit is we're getting into a simple train and there's not as much punchlines and i'm guilty of it too i'm perfectly guilty of it as well like 
my lyrical um delivery is very simple um and while i can switch flows and stuff like i personally still don't feel like i can do punchlines very much and i feel like in the future that's something i've got to work on but yeah that's how i feel like music today and music back then like from the influences that's how it differed um and rap just meant a lot more i mean it was its upbringing stages and i personally think that that's the difference in my opinion is that upbringing of it led to more creativity whereas now as it's become more of a dominant thing and there's a, uh, a more dominant genre you know hip-hop being a dominant genre um i really think that that has changed uh, the way that people look at it because back then there wasn't much of an example for hip-hop there was just kind of like oh this is like a new genre let's experiment whereas now people have got a like a standard set for them and i personally feel like that standard has now defined what people do with their creativeness like depending on who they listen to will influence their creativity and i think that now that's a little bit less open than perhaps say a few years ago when everyone was kind of developing their own sound yeah uh so talking about your creativity uh you released a project called asteroid with orbit yep. Uh, which, in my opinion, was a really big step up from your past thank projects. You, you. So, yeah, good work on that. Yeah, thank you so much. For uh, that. What uh, that was a song. I'll tell you a little bit of background for that. Uh, so, uh, about the asteroid, right? Yeah, that's correct. What was the creative process behind it? So, and, like, overall so, mindset? Uh, honestly, it was quite a struggleful um, song. It was an easy song to um, to do because we found a beat orbit and i we both agreed oh this is gonna be awesome i wrote the chorus the same day and my verse the same day but the recording stage however took a really really long time and that's because it was in a key that i was currently uncomfortable and before i came back into music like this was a month or two before i came back into music after about like a six month nearly like a year break as well um and I wasn't used to singing as much as I am now, so I was really struggling with getting the delivery just right, and it took me like a month to train my voice to get to the key just enough to get it right. But um, after all that struggle, I sent it over to Orbit. He did his verse, and we sent it over to another guy called Gio, who's uh, actually like Instagram is uh, uh, LV. Um, and yeah, I know. Funny enough, I know. we actually met in your server. We actually met in your server. Oh, uh, because it you know. wasn't antidote before so yeah that's how we met and you know that was that was uh, that was great and also sharpness is discord we both met in there too and we just got labbing but anyway track uh sidetracking aside he mixed the song and it came back and then yeah i just waited until uh orbit's birthday which was 5th of october and then dropped asteroid as a birthday gift for him so that was the creative perfect um the creative process behind asteroid but uh shout out to orbit because honestly the dude really really killed his verse and honestly i i really want to work with him more again yeah orbit is a great person he is he's really nailing it and i got to meet him a bit uh and yeah he was uh he was pretty cool he's a cool dude He he's got that energy he's good at bringing energy to a track and honestly the dude's crazy the dude is crazy and there's a lot of other people I've met who have been crazy, like Farrell, Ronald, like all these people that you guys probably won't have uh, heard of, but I definitely recommend you checking them out because like 
there are lots of fire people that I've met and they're honestly some of the best friends I've ever made, like music wise. Because at the start, the music industry seemed kind of hostile because like I'd had my account for a few months and it had some of my old stuff on it, but then I restarted it. And coming in back into the music industry, it felt a bit hostile. But then I met like people like Undefined. Um, I did my first collab track ever, uh, me and Undefined. We did Sanity and uh, that kickstarted everything really. And best best 10 pounds of my life I've ever spent. <laughs> so talking about um, collaborations, who is the most like artist you want to collab with from the mainstream and from the underground? Ooh. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> I remember you uh, giving me this question a while back and I just still didn't know the answer. Um, yo, that's, that's the, the mainstream one. That's real tough. I'm really not sure because there's, there's probably like a good... It always changes. That's what I'd say. I feel like if Juice was alive, I probably would love to do that. I think we all would really. Like if Juice was still around, we'd all love to collab with that dude. That dude was crazy in another level, uh, RIP Juice. But um, I can definitely do Underground. So Underground, I want to do another one with Undefined. I want to do another one with um, JC Abyss. Uh, his track today was just crazy. I want to do one with For A While Again. We've actually got a song coming called Hate You. Uh, it's on. It's going to be on his account. And dude, I really loved that. I really loved making that song. It was it was great. You'll hopefully you'll hear it soon. Um, to be honest, I just want to co uh, collab with a lot of the people that I'm friends with in like my group in like a little group chat that we have. I just want to like take it slow, but like build up good relationships and then just smash collabs with all of them one by one. And um, that's kind of where I want to go at the minute. Yeah, that's. That's pretty much uh, what every small artist want to do, just collab with friends until they gain a yeah, following. for definite. I find that, like, I'm not very good at bringing a lot of energy, so that's why whenever people ask me to send opens, I always struggle, because uh, with all, like, the schooling going on and, like, uh, also my mental health, sometimes that gets in the way too. Um, with all of those things kind of add up and sometimes it's really difficult for me to get a finished product that I actually like and want to like release as an open. Uh, on top of that, I'm still working on my mixing skills and sometimes when I send stuff, it's like literally rushed in like five, 10 minutes and I don't spend a proper job on it because when I spend a proper job, it gets a lot better. But either way, sometimes it lacks that finish that I'm just like really proud of. And that's usually why like I'll have like for a while mix it. But I really want to get to a point where I don't have to do that because I feel bad for the guy. He's, you know, he does a great, great job, but I need to learn to do it by myself. But anyway, I'm completely like sidetracking now. <laughs> and I've forgotten the point that I was going on to. But actually, no, I remember. Um, but like making opens is hard for me. I'm not very good at creating energy, but features, I'm really like, when the energy's there, I feel like I can add to it and I can deliver and I can give a lot more when it's a feature than when it is like me doing the work first, if that makes sense. I feel like a lot of people can relate on that aspect as well. God, that was a bit of a shit show for me to answer. <laughs> I kind of don't know what to say, but what's your what's your best advice uh, giving into like the creation of a song? What's your best advice? Take your time. It doesn't matter 
what you do i used to rush songs when i was like younger when i was first starting i used to always just get to the song do it in one take would rush it i wouldn't think about doing retakes or punch-ins or things like that or comping vocals because i didn't have a clue about that back then i was using garage band and i was just focused on like you know i didn't know anything about the mixing and i was just focused on getting the song done with how i have my lyrics and i'd never really spend a lot of time on it at most like 30 minutes um and i'd only use one take i wouldn't like cut them up into smaller takes and redo them um and so my biggest advice to anybody who's making a song is just take your time um and results will show you'll notice probably if you go onto my feed like i take a long time to drop but it's because i only want my drops to be like satisfactory not just to myself but to the listeners and to the other people and always keep that in your mind it's what your listeners want to hear but don't change for your listeners but make sure your listeners get the best product that they deserve um or that you want them to have the best interest is definitely in yourself and what you want to achieve through your music and through your feelings and other things like that so yeah that's that's my advice real quick i'm going to throw in also a quick tip for mixing engineers uh because i feel like that needs to be talked about sometimes too because sometimes there's like things that they uh, might struggle with best advice i can give for that read your plugin manuals seriously it takes time and it may sound boring reading like a few pages of pdf files but it, it really makes a difference and i really recommend doing it and i grew a lot of understanding when i started doing that and it's really made a difference so yeah that's a quick tip i thought i'd throw in there for our mixing engineers too what would you say if a guy was making his first song and like he wasn't satisfied with it and he couldn't really get any help because of either that would be financial issues or whatever it would be what would you say to them? Okay, so funny thing is, I can relate a lot to that because you know what? Funnily enough, that's still me now. Uh, majority of songs, like I've written God knows how many songs this year, probably in the 900 mark. How many have I actually recorded? About 10. How many of those recorded lot have I actually released? Probably about one or two. Um, and realistically, with financially like i have no I, I have like no real financial um money to assist me and my parents don't really like support me too heavy either so i'm in a quite rough spot with that sense and i'm sure a lot of other people relate to that my advice is again is the same as earlier just take your time i know it's going to be tough and sometimes mentally uh like realizing that you're down and realizing that you know you have a bit of a disadvantage financially because you don't have enough to like fund your interest don't worry about the funding find like some free for profit beats there's some really good free for profit beats out there um or even on instagram try to look for a producer who's willing to work with you and grow you as an artist um who you can respect and work with find some good mates that you can collab with online or real life. Like I found a couple of my friends are starting to do beats and production. And one of my other friends was uh, an artist too. And I never knew it until recent. And um, we're going to do some stuff soon. Um, so my advice is just, just look out for what could happen to you and like, look, just keep looking forward. Like it's very easy to get caught up in the past and take it from someone like me who does that as well. I get very caught up on the past and I feel like, just keeping keeping your eyes forward is where you're going to go. Where you look is where you're going to go. And if you're looking ahead and up, that is where your career is going. And if you're looking down and behind you, 
that's going to hinder your progress. So always try to just keep going and take your time. That's what I recommend. Talking about going ahead, what do you think like is the most important part of growing as an artist? Understanding again, <laughs> again, this is going to be like me saying the exact same thing again. Understanding that growth takes time, and that you're not going to become the best artist straight away. Like I've actually been an artist for three to four years. Like I said, since the diss tracks that I did with my friends. Funnily enough, one of them's in my Insta live now. Um, he's called Dara, so uh, much love to him uh, and his channel, you know, and everything else. Like he really actually helped me kickstart my career as an artist because of just like having some fun as a friend. But anyway, you're not going to become the best artist overnight, and it's just a fact. The best thing I'd recommend is just keep it up and look at what it is you need to improve. Ask for feedback by peers. Ask for feedback by friends. Ask feedback by lots of people, and get them to tell you what it is that you should work on and once you know what it is that you should work on i feel like that's then when you start to have some growth as an artist and that's when everything kind of falls a bit more into place like for me uh i've been at it like i said i've been at it for three to four years and it's only this last like 10 months no uh yeah 10 months that i've actually really grown as an artist because I've spent most time on it and I've also learned from my previous mistakes from my uh, beginning years. And I feel like that is where I have grown the most. And also always try new things. That's another really important thing. Always try new things, find something new to do. Like I'm always looking to switch it up in some way, whether it's flows, whether it's the type of genre I'm doing, like I'm doing a bit more rap lately and I haven't done that for a long time. Like I said, about two to three years now. Uh, because like that was what I was doing at the start of my career and then I had my break and then I went a bit more to pop and hip-hop um, but try try experiment in a like different genres that's that's another thing that can be really good for growth too also you said that um, the industry the music industry was pretty hostile when you came back yeah and talking about the industry what would you change about it if you had the power Ooh, tough one. I mean, obviously, there are going to be some controlling people out there with some nasty contracts and nasty things that they're going to throw at you. And I feel like if I could change one thing, I feel like it's like make some make there some way for every artist to educate themselves about what they're getting into with labels and stuff. And, you know, and let there be more channels that educate people on how to manage money and things like that. Because obviously lawyers are important, but when you're a young kid doing music or even just a beginning artist who doesn't quite know where to put like where to start, the first thing that people are like, oh, it's all I want to get signed, like my internet money and like everything else. But the thing is, is that that sign comes with a price and that price sometimes people don't know. So I've changed that about the industry in the sense that I would quite like there to be more knowledge about like how producers get paid or how mixing engineers engineers get paid um like from watching alex tume on twitch uh he's a mixing engineer for people who don't know i've learned a lot about how the industry works and it's like he says all the time know your value as an engineer and never back it down well the same thing goes for being a producer and being an artist is i personally believe that you need to know your value and you need to also educate yourself and understand that music is also a business when you make it a business and it's fun when you want to have a bit of fun and it should be an integration of both of those things but for the industry yeah like i said 
at the start, I definitely think there needs to be more awareness on what labels do, how you get paid and more education about that. That's what I personally would like to change about the industry. And again, uh, like I said earlier, just to make it a bit more friendly for the new artists. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I also thought when I was starting out that I wanted to be signed by Interscope or 10K. Yeah, yeah. Matter, but uh, you pretty quickly oh, yeah. catch up that that is not really a good thing. Getting into label contracts and all that can really yeah. mess you up. So uh, yeah, we we all have dreams. Artist, we all have dreams, and you should. Just... My best advice in that sense with dreams is, instead of having this big dream that you're gonna work towards, like let's be honest, right? You're not gonna get to internet money within like the space of two years. Some people do, some people don't. It's just a known fact. But instead of making that your goal, how about setting like mini goals? Like first, let's get to like a thousand followers, two thousand followers, and maybe when you get to about, I don't know, two and a half to five k followers maybe then you should think about okay now that's like a mini goal now where should i set myself well is my audience established let's set that as a next goal let's establish my audience let's build it up a little bit um then you could be like okay i want to do this like an ep or an album independently um and sell it to multiple streaming platforms and maybe generate some income like using DistroKid or amuse or other sites that are distribution uh, companies and just to get your music a bit more out there especially that platform diversity that's something i've not got and that's probably why my music doesn't do as well is because i'm only on soundcloud and youtube i'm not on all these other sites because i can't pay for these sites to distribute for me um and so i definitely think that that's something that people should do set small goals and the world becomes a little less hostile a little bit more fun because you're achieving things that are close to you uh, and then also it's going to help you in the bigger picture because you've done you've got a really solid foundation. You've got good songs. You've got a good fan base. You've got a loyal fan base. You've got some collaborators. You've got some producers, potentially. That's another thing you could do. You could try find producers who want to work with you. Um, and I think at that level, that's when you people should start looking like, is this something I really want to take seriously? Or do I want to just dial it down a bit and keep where I'm at for a little bit longer and then advance? And it's, a, it's like riding a wave and you've got to know what your personal wave is because no two waves are the same for every person. And, you know, that's that's the important thing people got to realize don't compare yourself to others ride your own wave and that will take you to your uh, end goal also talking about the independence uh we saw kanye and overall drake also artists going independent or wanting to go independent because they realize their contracts are basically Pretty scams much. Um, Tanya tweeted, I'm not putting no more music out till I'm done with my contract with Sony and Universal. Um, so you see, uh, in my opinion, this is a pretty good move by all of the artists uh, who uh, encourage this and staying independent. Because yeah. honestly, if you're going to sign a contract, that would the contract would be, in my opinion, max a year or two yeah. max. Yeah no more because limiting yeah you're gonna lose money and especially like you've got to understand that when you sign to a label they're gonna want you to do things for you like that you're gonna you're gonna have that expectation when you come in and that's why it's even more important like i said earlier to build that little foundation to make sure that you come into the game having a strong like base and then 
being able to come in strong and show the label, right, I'm ready. You want six songs by the end of next month? I got you. Because some labels are going to be like that. Others are going to be like, okay, we'll let you have a year, make four or five songs, make an album or something, and it's fine. But some labels will be more demanding of what you want. And if you're not ready for that and getting yourself into a contract, you're going to be losing out and also wasting money. And again, like you said, with being independent, I definitely think when you're starting out, be independent for as long as possible. I personally don't believe in collectives or or, or, or things like that too much. Like I'll be in group chats of collectors, but I won't necessarily be very active with the collective or like be part of the collective. I just want to meet new people. And so try to be individual and just reach out to people, but don't get involved too heavy in labels, collectives until you're more established, because then you understand what the industry is like and who the people are like and what they expect from you and also always do your research because there are a lot of scam labels out there just saying a lot a lot a lot especially for younger artists who are just starting off and everyone's like oh my god a label just wanted me to sign and it's like it's some like fucked up deal that's gonna stitch them up yeah the the deals are coming to be like 15 percent for the artist and like not even that but the payment you get as a forward payment like when you sign the paper yeah. that would be like from 10k up to 50 maybe exactly and exactly. on your i mean fan base i guess yeah uh you need to pay for beats you need to pay for uh, engineers you need to yep. pay for everything with that money so exactly. it's not like you get rich just by signing you're nope. actually getting and, and people have got to realize you got to earn that money back you can't just be yeah. like, oh, yeah, I've spent 10K on a label. Is it actually benefiting you or is it actually just lowering your income? Because for me for me personally, right, I made a mistake once. I bought like loads of beat leases ages ago. And have I used any of them? No. Do I feel like the do I feel the beats anymore? No. Did I waste money? Yeah, I blew 100 quid on beat leases and I didn't use a thing of it. I could have used that for new equipment, things that are actually useful to me. Um and instead, I've blown it on something that's not particularly useful to me. So people have got to realize that it's the same with labels. And you've got to just think before you act and know what you're getting into. Are you financially going to be able to do it? Especially if you're taxes, food, bills, all that other BS that people have to pay and governmental stuff. They're all important things when it comes to come comes to like managing money and when you go into a label, especially if they're like signing you or asking you to pay like a, a like uh, entering fee like that of that money, it's important that you make sure you you can understand that okay, I can manage this. And also, like again with the fan base, make sure you have a fan base because they're ultimately what's going to help you get that income back. So make sure you've got as big of a fan base before you start turning to labels and stuff. And you'll notice that's why a lot of uh, people like SoundCloud sometimes because a lot of them aren't always part of labels. And they're just individual artists looking to seek growth. And then they reach out to Spotify, Apple Music. And then eventually as their audience has grown, they then go to other, you know, people and grow connections and they just expand. And eventually labels can come, but they know they're ready for it because they've built up a solid foundation. So turning into the end of the interview, I just want to ask you one more question. Cool. And that is, what is your plan for the next releases are you planning an ep or you're planning an album Ooh, who are okay. you collabing with who do you like plan to collab with okay okay i can actually answer that relatively well so 
Fantasy is going to be my next song. I've been teasing it for a while. Uh, I just need 50 more players on Asteroid. We need 150 players on SoundCloud, and I'm going to drop that one. We're going to ignore that. Um, so Fantasy, yeah, that's that's my next release. Um, then as for people I want to collab, I want to collab with, again, like I said earlier, a lot of the people in the group chat, but I mainly want to do another one with Undefined because just uh, Undefined's going to kill it, and he's got a song coming called In The End, and I did some of the mastering on it, and I'm really looking forward to that song. It's it's really good, and people are going to fuck with it. So I really want to do another one Undefined. I want to do more uh, Young Orbit again because the dude's just crazy, and his style lately has been so experimental and so awesome. Um, what was there? Was one more you asked me? You asked me about releases, goal. Do you ask me about goals? These all albums, like, are you? Ah, releasing that's the one. Anything? That's the one that I missed. Um, so I'm thinking, album maybe next year, not guaranteed because my work rate is still slow, but I'm picking up slowly. But I'm thinking maybe an EP, perhaps early next year. I think I'm gonna try and aim for that. I just need to get in gear i need to record some songs and then i think an ep next year and i want to get one more single after fantasy just to be secure on singles and then i'm ready for an ep i just need to get that momentum back up because i've been inactive for quite a while so yeah but yeah for real thank you for having me on here honestly it's been a it's been a really great interview and i've uh, really tough it's, it's been good good what you're doing and uh, i hope you can get a lot more people on here and, and doing the good shit that you do and uh yeah shout, shout out to you man this this good thing you're doing for people and uh, oh that's so sweet <laughs> thank you you're welcome thank you for watching this episode of the adrian hostel podcast subscribe to the channel uh go over to drexis follow him on instagram on soundcloud or drexis underscore official or you on all platforms uh, I'm on SoundCloud and YouTube. Um, Draxus official is both, or it might even just and be Draxus. Uh, Don't you stream sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go follow him everywhere. Go follow me. Go follow Antidote, and uh, see ya. Peace, everybody. Have a good one. Stay safe. Yo, that was actually pretty good. That was actually pretty awesome, I like, I like...